What's going on, everyone? Episode 13 here. Uh, wrapped up a great week for me, training towards this July 25th match against Luke Pletcher. That's going to be on Flow Wrestling. I'm getting excited for it, getting my body ready. Coach Goodale, Rutgers team, had a great week, man. Had some announcements. Uh, I don't know if our, our viewers realized it last week, but it was getting a little stressful towards the end of uh, end of our talk. You know, I know Coach Goodell had some important phone calls coming in, and uh, he needed to get off the air, but uh, take us through that time a little bit last week. Put us in your shoes a little bit last Friday yeah. around around 1030. I will. First of all, it's great to see you. Uh, yeah, it was a good week. Good week for you training-wise. I know Flo's really hyping that that match for July 25th, which is great. We need wrestling. We need more wrestling. I know we watched a little bit of a rooftop match in Chicago, so that was cool. But, yeah, at the end of that the end of that call or our show last week, I was getting FaceTime calls. Donnie said with the Riveras, with with Steve, his dad, obviously, and Sebastian. Uh, so we, obviously we were able to talk to him at that point. He was in the portal. And I, I was finishing up our show, so I couldn't a- answer it. And they knew we had the show. They know we do this. So I was all good. I said, just give me 10 minutes. And then as soon as I got off and we kind of got some some details squared away, and, and that was really it. I think Seb kind of knew where he wanted to, where he wanted to go, where he wanted to finish his career, do his grad school at. So uh, – it was an awesome day. It was an awesome Friday. Started with a great show. Uh, coffee with Ant. Yeah. Coffee with Ant. And here we are again this week. Brought to uh, you. Back by- at it. And uh, Seb's yeah. going to come on. Donnie's going to come on. I know the fans have been dying for Pritzloff. So, uh, which kind of makes it hard for you and I, right? We know so much about the guy. What are we really going to ask him? So we need yeah. these fans here to drive to drive this show and, and get some questions in. And, uh, and we'll go for there. So we're excited to have those guys on. Yeah, I'm excited to have Sebastian on first, bring him on shortly. Sebastian Rivera, two-time Big Ten champ at two different weights, 125, 133, high school state champ uh, for Christian Brothers Academy, where my brother is coaching now. So I get to see his face all over those walls when I'm in there. Um, I'm excited, man. He's had a, a great journey already just through his career, just getting to where he's at. And, you know, people would think it's maybe easy. He's got a dad that's a club coach, but uh, he's had a pretty tough path, man. Uh, just thinking back to his high school days, I know he was very undersized, like 85, 90 pounds as a freshman. Like he wasn't like uh, Mark Gray or Joe Recchio as a kid in, in winning state every year. Um, he he grinded and he he jumped his jump levels as he grew and he got, got older. So I'm excited to hear about that. Um, and similarly with Donnie, man, we know so much uh, about him just picking his brain already. But I'm excited to hear uh, how's his quarantine been, maybe a little bit more time with his girls and. How's he? How's it going as maybe a teacher, teacher or principal up in that house? Um, just a reminder, though. Just a reminder. Yeah. We're brought to you by Malco Sports and FanCred, and you could join us live, um, come in face to face with Coach and myself by watching on air by downloading the FanCred app and then pressing the green uh, fan line button. That'll bring you face to face live with Coach Goodell and I, and you could ask a question, or uh, you go on the FanCred app or YouTube link and type in your questions there and the producer will send us the questions through and we can answer them for you. Yeah. So, so this is, this is pretty cool. You know, that uh, I'm going to be on the air here. We got, and I don't, I hope people through this talk when Seb comes on gets an understanding on how hard it is to win the big 10 championships. So Seb's won it twice with a year to go. You've won it three times. Like that is really, really, really difficult to do. And you think who he's had to beat uh, to win those championships, you know, Seth Gross this year and RBY, and then of course Spencer Lee, who he's had some really good. And think of all the guys you've had to beat to win that to win that tournament. It's just really, really difficult to do. Not you know 
forget it, let alone once, but to do it three times and hopefully he could be a three-time champ. So it's a pretty cool career. You're right. I remember those days when he's undersized, the backdrop of the recruiting, because people have asked, why didn't you recruit him from the get-go? Uh, and there's a story to that. You know, we, we were training Patesel. Brandon Patesel is now at Lehigh having a really good career right. for years. He was super tight with Pollard, right? He was super tight with you. Uh, he was just one of those guys that grew up in our club. That's part of the reason we got Brandon to, to commit early to us. The second part was I had a bunch of elite guys, and maybe Steve didn't think those guys were really panning out for whatever reason with Delafob and Winston. You know, those guys had such great high school careers. Maybe they thought they were going to be three or four-time All-Americans, and it doesn't always work that way in college. So I wasn't killing it with the elite guys, and Seidenberg was another one. So, you know, I think Seb kind of wanted to get outside the state, maybe go away, and and uh, yeah, to do something different. And man, did it ever work out for him? And he had a, did some great things at Northwestern. So I'm anxious to hear that. I'm anxious to hear about the Big Ten tournament because you know how hard that is to win. And then just obviously our our state fell in love with him at the Big Ten championships. Uh, kind of made it easy for him probably to come back and really start building that brand. Yeah. Uh- even like at the Rucker, I wasn't at Rutgers for the Big Ten championships. Unfortunately, I was at the big, uh, the Pan American championships. But just like hearing his interview, yelling Jersey, seeing the edits of already the Rucker singlet on him over, uh, over at the rack, it's just it's awesome to see. I know when he goes out for the first time at the rack, that place is going to blow up for him. Uh, they're going to be excited. And the best thing about him is he fits right in on a Rutgers at with the way his attitude and the way he carries himself. It's it's confident. It's not cocky, but uh. It's just it's a little swagger that belongs in Jersey in my mind, and I think I think he's gonna fit right in. Maybe he butts heads with a couple guys, but that's the way it is, you know. That's that is Jersey as well. Uh, yeah, that's I'm sure there'll be some some really good battles in our room, and you know, just like with you, just like with Nick, just like with Sammy and Aguilar, you know, we got to keep give, giving them partners and giving them good guys, all of our guys, you know, just giving them resources and and uh so you know our guys have, have worked out with them a little bit this week so that's been good and uh you know who's going to be able to challenge them day in and day out and who's going to be able to challenge sammy day in and day out that's something a staff i'm sure donnie will touch on that a lot you know yeah. and then being smart you know and then being smart with with your training and kind of like what you're doing now you know you get a, a lighter guy when you're banged up there's days you need that and there's days you re- really need to go hard but you're right. He fits in with our guys. He, it was like you get in there, you go to work, and that's it. A hard day's work, and, and we're out of here. So yeah, kind of interesting. You know, one of the questions here was, you know, who gives you a great go in the room? And yeah. I think that's the one good thing about our situation at Rutgers, especially from from really 57, 65 down, right? We got so many guys. Uh, you know, just touch on that a little bit. I think there's plenty of partners to go around, obviously. We won't get into Nick. You know, it's Nick's decision what he plans on doing. Yeah. But when Nick's in the room, it's a great situation for everybody. Uh, and, and I just think it's a great situation for for anybody. Yeah. And especially Seb coming in at 141 pounds, great, uh, a great practice room for him. Since I came to Rutgers, it's been a great room for me, man. I, I came in and my recruiting class was with Tyson Dippery, who was a great recruit. We were both top 50, top 100 in the recruiting board. Uh overall and we battled from day one i mean um he didn't have the accolades in college as i had but if you came in that year fresh my true freshman year uh he would look like the better wrestler most of the days or be scoring more points than me most of the days so i had guys like him i had guys like vinnie delafov who's like his a fourth year third year starter on the team fifth year starter um then i had parati at 57 who's a little bigger and 
Kenny Theobald, who wasn't at the All-American level, but man, was he tough to drill with in practice. And years as the years went on, you guys brought t- guys like Tyler Graff in consistently and different guys. And, and then even like David McFadden coming to get recruited, man, he was college ready from high school. I remember I was like, dang, like I got to turn it up for this kid. I was a sophomore in college. And um, I was like that. I was like, we need to get this kid because he's ready to go right now kind of feeling. Um, but always, I, man, it's always yeah. been a great opportunity in the Rutgers wrestling room. Never a doubt about getting a good workout. I just feel like um, I got great partners up and down. And um, even if you're you're a little better than one of the guys, man, it's it's just the fire in our room. Guys bring the heat. They don't want to they don't want to be pushed to the side and be left left on the side while everyone else is making jumps. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. And I think about the room over the years, especially when you got in there. Uh, and I always say this with like, you know, we brought up Winston and Delafob and Seidenberg. If those guys had what you guys have had now, you know, it, it would have been such a better, but you know, it takes time to build that. But I just think of that room, especially in the summer and the spring and, and maybe even the beginning of fall before everybody goes back, guys like Makai Lewis have been in there, you know, just scrapping and, Heilman's been in there from Carolina. There's just guys come back and they, they know it's an open invitation to come in that room. There's just so many good goes yeah. that go on in that room. And then when we get off to college, we get off to, a, you know, September starts, it, you know, the bloodlines are drawn and we're ready to scrap and compete against each other. But those spring and summer months are so, so cool because yeah. there's so many good guys walking through those doors. And now it's even better having um, like, we got UFC guys. I mean, even even before Sebastian very super close to Frank Yeager, their families are super close, like a big brother to him. But yeah. even since I've been a freshman in college, man, we had guys like Frank Yeager and his whole team coming into practice. So Corey Anderson, different guys in the UFC uh, for, for our guys up and down the lineup. Um, even some of the Russians that are from Dagestan who maybe never competed in wrestling, but dang, did they yeah. know how, they know how to wrestle. Um, yeah. So that was exciting. And it's going to be cool to hear about maybe Sebastian has a lot of a lot more of those stories as well. Um, yeah. Be- before we get into him, though, I just want to bring something up. You know, one of our um, our our close tie guys down in Carolina, Tim Hennessy, close to our program. Um, he runs a club C2X down in, in uh, Fort Mills, Carolina, and uh, I'm teaming up with him August 15th to do this charity. It's called Committed to Giving. I wrote a couple notes here. You could go to the website uh, c2xacademy.com for more details. It's a 24-hour fitness challenge. Um, and the goal is to raise $25,000. We're trying to donate to families that are impacted by cancer. Um, what it is, it's like a 24 hour lock. And I don't know if our viewers know about what a 24 hour lock in, but every hour on the hour, there's a new workout, uh, for the athletes to hit. And the goal is really just to raise money, kind of like jump rope for heart. So say like one person will donate a dollar for that athlete each hour. He does a workout. So if he does all 24 workouts, he gets $24 from that family. If they were going to donate a dollar for the for the athlete for the uh for the hour um how long are those workouts they're like Like every hour on the hour well tom tannis who was an all-american for Rutgers, is in charge of running the the club uh the wrestling part of the club and he puts together these workouts me and tim were talking this is the second annual and it was a great uh turnout last year 75 to 100 kids um they say sometimes it's like 100 pull-ups and just do them at your own pace then you rest the rest of the time sometimes it'll be like a team like hey we got a row as fast as we can for five minutes, everyone gets individual five minutes, add up your total uh, distance in rowing and the winning team gets a prize or something. Um, That's awesome. But I'm excited, man. We're going to team up. We're going to get some other national champs involved. I think it's going to be me, Nathan Tomasello and Mike Machiavellio. Um, And we're going to team up and try to raise some money and use our platform, give back, 
give back a little bit, give to families with charities. Um, Tim was telling us a little bit what they did last year with the money, like just families that can't afford even like groceries that their kid has cancer. They're, they're a parent that has cancer. They can't afford to get the treatment or travel to the treatment. Um, just through a, a 501, I forget the account, but a 501 where the club, the, yeah, the club kind of matches the money that's coming in and um, all the money's going right to charity. I can't wait to use everything I got on my platform to put it towards that. Uh, something that I wanted to do with my platform, but it's just like these opportunities uh, are tough to create on your own. So I'm, I'm glad Tim came to me and we could kind of collaborate with it and, and move forward with it. Hopefully some of our viewers watching would love to help out and go to that website and try to contribute as well. And that's awesome, man. You're doing a good thing. And Tim is such a great guy and he carries the flag. He waves it hard down in North Carolina. He's the biggest fan. Sits Matt's side with Berkelo. Just a really, really good dude from, uh, from Jefferson. Coached at Jefferson High School uh, with those great teams in the early 90s and obviously went to Rutgers. Uh, but just a really, really great – he's a great person. We go down there every year to do his camp. Weren't able to do that this year. I know Coach Pollard was down there for a day this week, so that was good. And uh, just a super guy with a great family, three girls, you know, really big athletes. So uh, it's great that you teamed up with him. That, that'll do well. So I guess we got said back. Before we do bring him on, says, how hard is I get a question, and this is a good segue for Seb, how hard is it to remain in contact with a guy who you don't land as initial recruit, but you still want to keep a window open? I just say this, never cut off your nose to spite your face. You never know. Things happen. Things change. Never ruin a relationship over losing a recruit. I've been told no more than I've been told yes. I can tell you that. And, hmm. and uh, that, that's part of the business. You're going to lose a lot of recruits. Hey. And here he is now. What's up? What's up? You hearing us good? Sun's out, yeah, guns yep. out, baby. Blazing. Yeah, it's hot, yeah. man. It's a good one out here. Yeah. Where are you at? You in the backyard right now? Yeah. Give everybody a look. I was going to say, pan that real quick. Look yeah. how cool that is. Beautiful yeah. yard, so, man. Here's yeah. my first question. What is a July 4th weekend like for Sebastian Rivera at the Jersey Shore? I don't know, man. There's a lot of a lot of options going on, so we'll see. But <laughs> maybe I'll meet up with Schnalty. I don't know. There's so much going on. F code. Yeah. There's just a, there's a lot of places to be at once, yeah. but it's hard. Yeah. So you'll jump on that jet ski sometime this morning. Mine, mine just I broke the O ring, so I don't got it right now. So I gotta hopefully my dad will let his me jump on his, but we'll see. Get I on the like, boat. I feel like you rip it so hard. I mean, he might not let you just take it. He's probably thinking this, the same thing's gonna happen to his. I know, I know. Yeah, it is, but his, is a little, his is a beast. I think his can take my beating, and my my little one can't take the beating. That's why it breaks. <laughs> I got my dad has two jet skis. He didn't uh, he didn't like bring them out this season. I got to get them out. Maybe yeah. uh, you got you got two extra docks over there. I know, right? <laughs> no, park them out on that little beach. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you just park right on the beach. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what is the first? Uh, you know, it's been a week now since you really been locked in on RU and. You know, we started this thing, Anthony and I, with this with this COVID broke out, and so many fans have reached out, and we got a lot of fans on here listening now. Just give us a little, you know, what the last week has been like. I know it's been crazy uh, just from you and I talking, but the fans, the love, all that good stuff is happening. Do you feel it? And uh, what's that first week been like? Yeah, it's been, it's been amazing, man. A lot of people are excited to have me home and – just be able to wrestle in front of them. And uh, they're really excited that they'll get to see me wrestle in person. I think that's like the coolest part. And the there's nothing like the rack. So I felt it at big tens. Um, there's just nothing like that. And then when they're definitely going to be cheering for me, cause I'm in their singlet, it's going to be even awesome, even more awesome. But um, 
yeah, guys like Tim Hennessy, you guys are just talking about, he reached out to me, just let's get you down here. Just like, it just starts like that, you know, and that's why Tim's a great guy. But, um, yeah, there's just so much support for Rutgers Wrestling in New Jersey, and it's awesome. It's just, I'm happy to be part of it. Yeah, we're happy to have you, bro. I mean, I know I'm happy to have you. I was nervous, like, when rumors started coming. I know, like, we're, we're boys, we're close, but I, I just felt like I didn't want to, I didn't want to like talk to you and like, I'm never, I know I'm not a coach on Rutgers, so I don't want to be the guy telling you what to do, you know, yeah, when those no. rumors are coming around. So I just kind of stayed clear of you. And then when the decision came, I was like, I hit you up. It was kind of funny. I got a new phone and you're like, bro, I've been texting you. You're not answering. Yeah, bro. I was like, I happy was birthday. Like, <laughs> didn't answer me back. I was like, fuck, uh, Sauce fucking ghosting me. You're like, you're like Sauce, he don't want me to come to Rutgers. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but no, bro, but yeah. I'm so happy, man. You're going to help me yeah. so much. We got, we got a drill in already yesterday. Um, and it was, it was great. Just like, just like when I would come up to Northwestern, it was awesome, man. I'm excited yeah. to have you. You're going to raise the level in the room for sure. Just guys all the way up and down the lineup and uh, it'll be exciting. Hopefully Nick, Nick decides to come back too. And we got two hammers back to back in our lineup. We got a question awesome. for you already in our comments uh, from Valerie to Sebastian. What weight class do you feel most comfortable at and who is the next person you would love to win against? Um, most weight. I mean, if we're going to go off a, just not me me being an older person now in the game and just not wanting to cut too much weight kind of like you did your senior year you were you were you probably could have made 41 but like you didn't want to you wanted to go 49 because that's what you felt more comfortable with and you felt like you were going to strive there and I feel like at 41 I could do the same thing I might have to hit the weight room a little bit more but um yeah I'm excited not to cut as much weight as I usually do because I cut a lot of weight these last yeah. couple of years and it's just been draining um and next person I want to win with against is probably it's got to be Yanni I mean I beat no, I beat Spencer Lee. I beat up Seth Gross at 33. Now I got to beat Yanni at 141, and that's just that's just the way it's going. So if he goes 49, no problem. Then whoever it is, Nick Lee, Ironman, or or 49, yeah, let's say 49, yeah. Then whoever whoever's the next guy, then I, that's who I have to be. I have to beat the number one guy, and I've done that for the last two seasons, and I, I'm looking forward to doing it again for the yeah, third season. You've you've done that back since high school days, bro. I mean, yeah, it's been a common theme for you. Uh, yeah. Another question following up in our comments from Bob. Did you have the New Jersey shout out planned at the Big Ten tournament? No, nah, that was a spur of the moment. Spur of the moment. Just I felt the love all weekend and uh, I just had to let it out. And that, that was me letting it out, man. Just New Jersey, man. There's just nothing better. So that's that's what that was. That's good stuff. Let me ask you this. Before you came on, Anthony and I were talking about the Big Ten. And for me, everywhere I go, I say it's the toughest. Tur I think it's the toughest tournament. I mean, obviously, these, there's some internationally. The Uregans really good right now. But I think the Big Ten tournament is one of the toughest tournaments there is. And for some reason, you both of you just gear up for it. It's a huge event for you where some guys are looking just to get through, just get the nationals. Whatever reason it is, maybe it's the peak. Maybe it's just getting your mind right for the nationals. But that Big Ten tournament is huge, and you guys have been – ultra successful you've already won two big 10 titles anthony's won three those things are hard to come by man if you follow this sport the fans out there it's one of the hardest things to do it's not win it once but to do it multiple times is crazy what is what is the the madness behind that is that just something you're super excited for is it just the next tournament or is it it's the big tens you know it's yeah, for it's, me it's the epic of it all for me it's just i just know i could smell the end of the season i'm like man it's here it's just, that's what it is it's that it's that last push before it's the, the show, you know? So that's the last time you get to show out like one more time that it doesn't matter, you know? And that's what I like. It doesn't matter the result because was, I'm going to make it to nationals. I know that, but the big tens, it's like, 
whatever. If you win Big Tens, it's cool. But we're showing up for that last day in March, the Saturday in March, you know. So that's the last time you get to show out and just have fun. Then it gets – I feel like it gets serious in Nationals. you got to really be on your shit. But, like, I really – that's why I really enjoy Big Tens because it's just – it's freedom. You get to go out there and just put on and have a good time almost. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I, I feel – Ashley, you probably feel the same way about that. Similar. Like, I love the college system where it's like you got your birth at Nationals pretty much set when you have a great yep. year. So, I mean, I think about it also back to, like, high school. Like, it's district, region, states. You don't really see a guy that takes second or third at regions that wins the state. So like exactly. I'm I'm thinking in my head like yeah like I made it to nationals I'm safe I could go be free out here but I want to put torture on this kid because I might wrestle him in the semifinals at nationals and I want to make sure he knows he ain't yep. winning that match so it's Definitely. like a, it's like a double edged sword for sure you feel more free because you got that blanket of ah, I was like thirty and oh whatever my record was this year I'm set top five in the country I'm gonna be at nationals if I go zero and two at this tournament but I want to be the number one two or three seed I want a good exactly. spot I'm trying to be a national champ this year let's get it done. Um, yeah, that's cool though, and I th- I think very similarly. I think some of our guys are in the position too many times where they're on the other end. They're like, I need to have a good Big Ten tournament. I need yeah. to get to a national tournament, and then it's like they got the number one seed first round, and they're yep. like they're like game, they're like trying to game plan how to beat the kid they got beat seventeen to two against in the year. When it's like just focus on the task at hand, do your best job. Yeah. Let's have a good tournament here. Exactly. Nah. But I got. Have you? Go ahead. Go ahead, Ant. Going back a little bit here, Seb, like talking about my brains going back to districts, regions, and high school time. Uh, when you first entered high school, man, I'm just thinking you were – I was talking about a little before. You were a very undersized kid. What did you weigh going into high school? Uh, 92 pounds. Nah, yeah, that's that's tough, man. It's like you could be as good as you want, but it's tough to kind of go compete at a high level at 92 yeah. pounds at 103. Um, yeah. What, what was some of that time period like going from eighth grade, freshman year, sophomore year, when you're undersized, maybe good enough wrestler to compete, but just it's not, it's not working for you. Like what were some of the, some of the things you were doing during that time? Were you just working extra hard? Were you lifting? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we always worked hard. You know, I, I always worked hard. It was just not even about that. I just, I couldn't, I would be, it's the funniest thing is like, I remember like whole classic, my freshman year, I, I got the starting spot at 92 pounds. I beat like, some of my friends, Carl Vasti, I beat this other kid that was like a huge 106 pounder. I beat them both at 92 pounds. I had the starting spot. And then I wrestled in a cold classic. I'm beating Denzel Tovar. I don't know if you guys remember Denzel Tovar. Like, it was yeah, just, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I take him down. Then it's just like he was like, all right, now I got to show. And he just used all his weight. And I couldn't do anything, you know. Like I could, I, I might get the first one real quick just because I was fast and slick. And then they kind of used their weight and it was this game over for me. And um. It was it, it was tough. It was a tough transition because I broke so many bones. I broke a thumb. I broke a foot. I just trying to compete at this weight class. And like I went three and eight my freshman year. Um, it's a little wow. discouraging. Yeah, a little discouraging. But I mean, I I knew what I knew what I could have been if I I was at the weight that I needed to be. And that's why I really didn't get too discouraged. And then the next year I show up and I'm like forty and two, takes what fifth in the state. So to stay in straight on the plan i mean i know i know it might be discouraging but don't be the guy i i we were never going to be the guy that got held back you know and it's just not something i wanted to do my dad doesn't want to do it. my dad hates it so that wasn't what we were going to do so i was we were going in the high school just we'll, we'll get it done in the three years that we needed to get it done and, and that's what happened so yeah, that's how it went i love that story i love the climb of that story just like 
I picture myself, man, I, I had a little bit more of an advantage. I, in eighth grade, I was like that, like 85 pounds. And I had a big growth spurt from eighth grade to freshman year. And I was big enough to compete. But I could imagine, like, if, I could imagine if I still was that same size. And uh, it's impressive the jumps you were able to make while maybe going three and eight as a freshman. And I think maybe some of your style now, like you go forward, man, you want to club hard. You want to snap guys down. Like, I feel like some of that might come from that chippiness when, you were like yeah. probably 92 pounds. You're like, I got to fight. I got to stay yeah. in this match. Like you, yeah, think yeah. Of, you think about some of those times, like did, did that bring you into your style a little bit? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like it's so funny. Cause like people are like, what are you thinking when you're wrestling? Like a lot of time I get taken down first and like my matches and I'm just like, yo, there's no way I'm going to lose this match. And I think that comes from my freshman year of just like, man, I lost these matches because I was small, but now I'm the size. So there's just no way I'm going to lose it. There's no way they can beat me because yeah. it's an even playing ground. And that's just kind of the mentality I've gotten because I was small. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that, man. Let I me ask you like this. Carry that. Well, you're going into this, uh, you're going into this season, maybe it goes all the way back to high school, but what your your top game is so underrated. I think you're really, really good on top. Um, I just remember you even in high school just riding, legging people, and your dad's a really good legger. So what yeah. what what are the areas? Like, obviously, you're going to be good in neutral. You're super stingy, hard to score on, uh, have great attacks. But what is what, where are you going to work the most? Where do you think your game needs the most, especially in a collegiate style? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm good on my feet. Like you said, I, I can hold and then I, I, you can always get better on your feet. I feel like just being more stingy, like me and Ash one yesterday, I think we, we both were, were stingy as hell on when somebody gets to our leg and it's it's something cool to work on. And I feel like I can always be better in there. And uh, I felt like we both we were both were really stingy yesterday on attacks and it was cool. It was good to work on. But um, I think top's the only place where I could turn more. And that's probably where I'm going to have to really settled down here i can ride like a, a motherfucker i feel like but i can't i can't turn guys <laughs> i can't turn guys yet and that's because i don't really have a solid turn i just want to ride i'm just looking for that one point right now and i think i need to change my mindset and start to look for max because that's a it opens up a, a, a match you you turn somebody for four all the time and it just opens up the match and they're just there's just the, the biggest hole for them to climb out of once you get that tilt that you're so nasty at ash um and then, but on bottom, I feel like I'm pretty good. I mean, Seth Gross is pretty good on top, and I got out every yeah. time. So yeah, I you feel worked like... pretty hard at bottom this year. I remember I came out, and you had me going pretty hard on top. I'd say I'm pretty good on top, and I was I was struggling to stay on top of you. Um, yeah, like you're you're pretty pretty uh pretty sound on bottom and neutral. I'd say I'd say yeah, like it's time to start pinning dudes, bro. Let's win yeah, a hop. Exactly. Let's win a hop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what it needs to be. That's yeah. That's definitely where I need to work. Um. So, so let me, I got it. This is an awesome segue to my next question. And what is your mindset? Cause I'm, I know there's a lot of high school guys watching this and, and uh, what is your mindset picking bottom on Spencer Lee and Seth Gross? That's something you say, listen, cause you're mentally tough. I'm going down and you're going to have to hold me. Or is it a match by match situation or during the match situation? You talk about it with your coaches or is it, this is my match. I'm going. Yeah. Down. So uh, the first Seth Gross match, we weren't willingly going to go down. We talked about that before, and we're not, we weren't going to willingly go down. Um, but I did get taken down, and I had to find a way out. So, once after that match, we realized that I could get out. It was just, all right, let's go down. Like, we pit in the Big Ten's match, we were like, go down. And I got out every time. And I feel, even with Dispenser Lee, like, he picked top. We knew he was going to do that. So, I knew I was going to have to end up underneath either way. Um, and I still got out. So, it's just, it's a mindset of like, I don't know, top is, I mean, bottoms. I don't find it as hard as I did. Like Jack Mueller really gave me a great lesson of 
what top wrestling is. And I, I credit him for that. And we're going to start training soon here. He's, he's moving to Jersey. So it'll be cool to train with him and feel him again. But he really made me have to realize that I like being on bottoms, like not just a wrestling thing. It's a mindset. Like I, I have to get out or this guy's going to kill me. And that's actually how I think. Like, like there's just no way, there's no way that he's going to hold me down. And uh, Lance Palmer, this one's a little dirty, but this is a big reason why I get out on bottom now and I don't let anybody hold me down is because Lance Palmer beat a guy in a, a fight and he was like, people were yelling, I'm like, you just hold people down, you don't even do anything, you take them down and don't do anything. And Lance Palmer goes, if you get taken down in jail and don't get up, what happens? No, and that's stuck with me ever since. I'm like, yo, I'm not the guy that's getting held down on bottom because that's what people were thinking. So, that was a pretty, yeah, that was a big thing too. So yeah, that's just my bottom mindset right now. There's no way. That's I mean, yeah, your connection with UFC and MMA athletes in general, just with I mean, you talk about Lance Palmer lesson, but you're super close with Frank Yeager. He's like a big he's like a big brother to you. And yeah, I I'm I know you for facts. You've been in sparring at Catones before and just training with those guys. What's it like? And on top of that, do you see yourself in five, ten years making the transition into that kind of life? Hundred um, percent. Yeah, it's cool to be around them. Like Cody, no loves in town. He's a good dude. Frankie's a good dude. Tamor's a good dude. They're all good dudes, and um, they have a lot of respect, which is cool for our wrestling game. And they give us a lot of respect, and uh, they they love to wrestle because it helps their game so much. Like Cody was, Cody came to town. I wrestled him. He was like, "Man, I need to work on my wrestling a little bit." And I'm like, "Yeah, bro, I can, I'm here all the time." And like he's like, "Yeah, man, this will be great." Blah blah blah. Like they're so willing to get better at wrestling because it's it's such a game changer in a fight game you take somebody down it just changes the pace of a fight so much so yeah and then frankie's like my big brother and i'll do anything for that guy and every thursday we go uh try to go but he's leaving soon sunday so yeah anything i could do for these guys these fighters right now as a wrestler i try to do and it's it's a really cool relationship we have going for do sure do you think it gives you an advantage going into that game like you you kind of got a head start even though you haven't specifically trained maybe for some of the some of the aspects that will go into it yeah for sure like jujitsu like i can just just because of wrestling i can hold position well you know and i, I don't know what i'm doing for the most part <laughs> like i can just but i can just hold position well and make these guys work and put them in danger sometimes just because of wrestling and it gives that's that's just such a big advantage that i have no clue what i'm doing but i can hold my own and almost put them in danger just because of the sport of wrestling so yeah, yeah it it's definitely gives you a huge advantage to be a wrestler yeah i mean wrestling's in my opinion, one of the best martial arts there is. Yeah, you get you get put in put in a fight with a boxer on the street as a wrestler. I think you got the advantage, man. Get under <laughs> double leg, put him on his head. <laughs> Step growing growing up, do you you know you grow up? You're you're small, and every day you're around Delafov and, yeah. and Edgar, of course. Yeah. And he's making these championship runs. You take that for granted, all? Do you realize what's going on when you're that young? Or this is like my these guys are like my big brother. It doesn't matter. My dad's going to put me in front of them and, yeah. and that's it. But yeah. I, yeah, it's such a good situation. I definitely took it for granted. I would say as I get older, I realize what's in front of me and like the world-class athletes that are in front of me. Um, and I, I also realized if, if my dad put me in front of these and I didn't buy in, it wouldn't have mattered, you know? So I, I also have to, you also have to buy into what's in front of you. You I mean, a lot of places in New Jersey right now have some of the greatest coaches that you could have, but these kids don't buy in and it doesn't matter. So I, I really, I really appreciate my dad putting me in front of Delafov and Edgar and just himself. But it, you gotta buy in, and that's just something I've been preaching to a lot of kids. Like, doesn't matter who's in front of you, 
and to the parents too, it doesn't matter who you put in front of your kid. If their kid doesn't want to be good, he's not going to be good. So um, that's one thing I've been preaching, but yeah, these championship runs by Frankie, I, I, I felt like it was family. Cause like, yo, I remember him losing to Aldo for the title and I'm like sitting here hysterically crying. Like, <laughs> like my world is ended, you know, like that's how close I am with Frankie. Just like, I, I, when he goes to war, we all go to war. I feel like, and it's just, it's, it's go time. And I, I, I really appreciate that friendship and relationship we have because yeah. of that. And I love it. that it, it goes both ways at this point, man. He's at the big yeah. ends and NCA is feeling that same way. If you're watching exactly. him fans, man. So it is a family atmosphere between you guys. And I'm excited that even though Frankie comes in our room already, it's like, we got, we got another part of that family uh, into ours. So hopefully that circles a little bit more completed for us now too. Definitely. He's yeah. saying he wants to make that some more trips. Runs. Good, good. Yeah, you know that family runs deep, right? Delafov shows up at the rack wearing Northwestern gear for the Big Ten Finals. I know, so, I know, so, yeah. I know. Well, it's blood first. Yeah. I love it, though. I love it. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, it's awesome. That. I was just playing. We were just playing in Warzone, me and Deli, like 10 minutes before I just hopped on this. Like, nice. they'll text me at like 7 o'clock. Want to play? I'm like, yeah. all right. <laughs> you know, it's just like that. Before you Fun. go, he was tight lipped too during this whole situation. Very tight lipped. Yeah. I couldn't get anything out of him. I know. I know. <laughs> he was, I heard that one time he was wearing a Northwestern shirt. You're like, oh, no, like during this whole thing. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me it was funny. Seb, I got a couple questions in the comments that I skipped over before we let you go here. What is your status with the Puerto Rico team and what weight will you wrestle for the Puerto Rican team? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a the 57 kilo. Uh, Olympic team member, but there's just no way I'm making that. So yeah, I'm gonna have to wrestle off probably Jose Rodriguez, and we got to talk about that and how that how that procedure goes. But yeah, I'm gonna go 65 kilos because making 25 last December was hard, and I just felt like a zombie. So yeah, if I, I wish there was just a 61 because I would make yeah. that like an Olympic weight. It would be so well, much easier. Maybe this year there's there's a world tournament that got announced I know, for, yeah, for yeah. December, so maybe there'll be 61 for that. That'd be a good opportunity, especially yeah, if the exactly. season doesn't start till September. That'd be perfect. Then you blow perfect. up to 41 and go 43 after that. Yeah. Uh, another awesome. question from Jeff in the comments. Um, that Jersey <laughs> shout out was epic. Any signature <laughs> moments that would that's going to come from that next year? Uh, these people want planned celebrations. You got that's yo, that's what he's saying. No, I, I was like confused by the question. I was like, what? Um, people ask I, me that about, about the thing I did with the yeah, uh, yeah. People, I'm like, I don't know, it just came to my head. It came to your head, exactly. Yeah, it's the spur of the moment, but yeah, no, I I, I don't plan celebrations. It's just yeah. it's just the energy you get from winning sometimes, you just don't know what to do. And that's why I punch myself in the face a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> there's the signature well listen man we're gonna win a lot together i'm excited for it i know ant's excited for it uh we're all getting better right now so it's uh it's gonna be an awesome time it's gonna be an awesome time in jersey that that roof's gonna get lifted off that place like it's like it's happened before so uh show me that tattoo real quick give the fans a look at us the sea bass <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate you having you on man enjoy enjoy the fourth I got a nice care package for you in my car. I was going to give it to Delafop today. I'm afraid to do that because I know he'll jump in on it. He might, he might, he might. <laughs> Two shirts gone. gone from yeah, the exactly. <laughs> he, would, he would do something like that. <laughs> and I took care of moms too. I don't want to upset Yeah, that's so good. That's good that you did that. Good yeah. that you did that. Even your sister. Too, so. <laughs> awesome. Enjoy the fourth. Stay safe. You guys. Right? Be solid and uh, I'll send you a schedule uh, for next week. Awesome. See you, See you guys. Thanks for having See me on. Of course. You could tell that dude's going to be a fan favorite, yeah, right? He's, he's got, he's got a great personality, too, man. He's 
He's going to be yeah. good for the rack, good for our fans. He's going to be good for the guys on our team. I think he's going to bring them more confidence the way he is. And because he's he's no BS, man. He's kind of how Donnie is, the way Donnie lives. But Sebastian's a lot more uh, – he's going to say it a lot more like – he's a lot more personal about it, you know, like he kind of walks, walk, and then he talks about talks to talk as well, you know? So uh, I love that. Not like I said before he came on, it's not cocky. It's confident, man. He's confident. He puts the work in and trust me, I was with him yesterday. He put, he puts the work in. Uh, He had me, he had me. I was going to say, man, when you, we talk, we talk about it all the time. Like how do you get in great shape? How do you come you prepare? It's all about preparation. Like if you know, you haven't done the right things, you're going to struggle in in a big match. You're going to struggle and there's going to come a point, and Donnie will talk about this all the time, right? The seven minutes, there's going to come a point where you either question yourself and say, I've done everything right. Let's go through this wall. Or, man, maybe I cut some corners. And he just prepares. And you prepare. And Nikki prepare. All these, the great guys, they all prepare so darn hard. It, it gets, it, it just, it, it makes it easier, you know, it makes it easier. to know. And if you lose, you could look at yourself in the mirror. Hey, who's better today? Who's better today? And, uh, but it's not from a lack of preparation. And that's what I look forward to the most is someone who trains at that level. As well, man. Like I walked in that room yesterday and he was ready to go within five minutes. We're scrap. Like he's like pushing me to warm up faster and he wants to wrestle. And we had Rob Kennard come in, meet us too. And uh, Rob was supposed to start at two, but we started rolling probably at 150. And Rob comes in at two, like right on time. And we're already sweating, rolling, man. He wanted to get after it. And uh, it's just awesome to see, man. He's, He's got that, like, let's go to work attitude. And that's how I am as well. Let's get, not let's get in and let's get out, but let's get our work in, do what we got to do, stay healthy and go ahead, like go enjoy our lives as well outside of this. Um, but right right now yeah. we got a, another great guest coming on back to back here, man. Just two hammers for the show today. I, I, I really don't know if there's going to be a better show than this one. Uh, we, we got <laughs> Donnie Pritzloff backstage, associate head coach for us at Rutgers. Uh, let's bring him through. What's going on, Donnie? Yeah, what's up, guys? Can, the war can you hear me? I see that mobbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> more for you. Donnie be mobbing. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going over there, man? How you doing? How's everything going? We're all good. We're all good. You know, we're just yeah. living. Got a pool now. Got a pool in the backyard. You came back. You got a pool in the backyard? Really? Yeah. A, a permanent one? Nah. It's an inflatable. Uh, nice. It gets the job done. Now. <laughs> yeah, it's That's awesome. It's, uh, it's a 10, 10 foot circle and has its own filter and everything. I'm sure the girls are in it all day. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. How, how's the family doing, man? How did uh how did the school year end up as being the principal at home? I'm I'm not the principal, I'm the math teacher. Oh, <laughs> Robin's the, the principal superintendent and counselor and the whole English, I just, English teacher. English. I just teach, all I do is teach math. She does everything else. I heard math has changed for kids. It I'm has. Sure. It has. Quite yeah, a bit. It has a lot. Yeah. I would I went back to the old way though. So hopefully hopefully it translates over, but I just gonna, do it how I remember to do it. They're gonna go back next year. The teacher's gonna be yelling at them. They're gonna have, pro- they're gonna have a lot of problems next year. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So listen, Donnie, let's, uh, I mean, we talk every day, so it's really hard to kind of do a little interview here, but why don't you give the fans kind of the excitement level, where we're at, what we're doing. There's so many questions, right? There's so many unknowns. When does the season start? Is it a full season? Is it, you know, January to April? Is is this guy coming back? Is this guy transferring in? We got a bunch of guys now, a couple guys 
transferring in that are, are guys you spent a lot of time with recruiting. And uh, so just the excitement level, what, are, what is there, what can our fans look forward to all that good stuff? Why don't you give us a rundown uh, of where you're at? Yeah, I, I jumped in right at the end with, with Sebastian. And obviously that's the big splash right now. I mean, he's going to bring, he's going to bring an unbelievable amount of intensity, just like you guys were talking about and the way, the way he competes, the way he trains, the, the leadership, you know, it was so, it was so cool on Wednesday being in there, and uh, and working with the whole the whole group is just at a different level now. When he steps in the room, you know, he's like he's like Anthony, he's like Nick. You know, it's it's you see the guy's like a pro, and that makes you want want to be at that elite level. So I think that's that's really exciting. I think that the fans are they got a really good taste for him at the Big Tens, and and uh, you know just seeing seeing the way he competes and how he gets after it, and he's always in it, even. Even when he looked like you know he was in, in trouble in some of those matches, he, he found a way to get, to get the job done, which is you know exactly what we're looking for. And I think uh, the, a lot of the young guys in our lineup, um, you, you mentioned Kennard and you know Vulak's been doing a really good job. And some of those guys that were in redshirt last year that, that a lot of people don't know about, it'll be exciting to see how they can continue to, to develop. And then you know Boone coming in is going to give us a good good. Uh, you know, kind of closer at the end of the lineup, we're hoping. And then um, Jans are moving up and Johnny Paz coming in. I think, you know, we have some really exciting things going on. And then, you know, we're, we're, we're waiting on on uh, what Nick's thinking he's going to do. And that, that brings a, a national champion into our lineup. So it's it's really exciting. And then maybe we have a potential to, to redshirt some of these younger guys that, that wrestled right away so they can get another year to, to develop. So... I think our outlook is really good. I, I'm looking forward to you know, going toe to toe with uh, Penn State and Iowa. Yeah, yeah, I, I do as well. I mean, it's awesome to see. We were talking about it last week a little bit. Just the depth that we're getting in each weight class. You know, I, I loved it when I came in and I had that competition, and it pushed me every day. And I wanted to come in, and I had my eye on somebody that I maybe got beat by earlier in the week. I wanted to get it back, and now you're seeing that at 65, 84, 97 heavyweight uh, with Colucci and coming back even with McDer uh, Boone. Um, and I just, I love that. Love seeing the whole round, the round team rounding out, um, taking you back to maybe when you first came to Rutgers, we have a question in the comments here. Um, what's, what was it like coming back to Rutgers after spending time in Wisconsin and Michigan Did joining the big 10, make it an easier, more attractive move for you? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, the fact that Rutgers was going into the big 10 was a big, a big piece to me, you know, wanting to come back and, and, and get back to Jersey just because I've always been in the Big Ten. And I think the Big Ten is the I know the Big Ten is the elite conference in the country, you know, in, in all sports and then especially wrestling. So all the best talents in the Big Ten, all the best coaches are in the Big Ten, all the, the best funding is in the Big Ten. So that was a that was a big, big piece to me coming back because you, know, you saw at the Big Ten championships. That's better than the NCAAs. The fans got robbed by not having an NCAA championship, but the, the big tens are, if you went to that, you, you saw a legit mini NCAA tournament. Sometimes there's guys that won the big tens that never, that, that, that never won the big tens, but won the NCAAs, you know? Yeah. So I think, you know, the, the big 10 is, that's it. That's, that's where you want to be. And, and, you know, so for me coming back, it was, that was a big piece of it. And then I really, I wanted to get back to New Jersey and, you know, a couple coaches, I, I wanted to coach you, Ant. 
you know, so I knew what you weren't coming to Michigan. I was, was going to come to the Rutgers. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, honestly, deep down, I knew that was your main, the main reason why you made that move. I thought that. That was the reason. Right? <laughs> I thought that the whole time. Donnie, how many Big Ten titles did you three. win? So you won three, Ant won three, Sebastian won two. We've had a lot of Big Ten champs on. Before you were on, we talked about it with Seb and even Ant before he even got on. Ant and I talked about how hard that tournament is to win. And I think it's the best tournament in the world. I really, really do. There's just so many good guys in one bracket. And it starts 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning where you're wrestling the top 10 guy in the country based on what happened during the season, right? So uh, you could be number three in the country and be number the five seed at the Big Ten tournament. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, just talk a little bit about that because Seb, we had him talk a little bit about what gears you guys up for that tournament. and. Uh, how special was it to win it that you know three times? Yeah, I, I think I think looking back on it now, I, I, I it, it was it was a great accomplishment Dur during my career. Though I only I always thought of the Big Ten as a qualifier for the most part. You know, it was just gonna get me a, a good seat. At, the better I did here, I was gonna get a better seat at the NCAA's. So that's kind of how I look. But looking back on it now, and then as a coach, you start to like really put things in perspective, and you're like, wow, I can't believe. Look at this guy's got to wrestle this guy in the first round. They're you know, and maybe sometimes it doesn't even affect our team and our and our individuals. But then, then when you when you really when you when you think about how how difficult those those first two rounds are in the Big Tens, and then when you go to the NCAs, it's almost like, whew, I get to wrestle this guy from from wherever in the first in the round of thirty two. You know, or yeah, this guy's good, but you know he won the ACC. You know, how good are they? You know, so. So, so it's like, you know, but when I was in college, you know, I, I never, I, there was like very few uh, conferences that I really had a lot of respect for outside of the big 10. Yeah. And I, I didn't think about that when I was, we were talking to just bash just now, but that's true, man. Like you're, you're geared up for the pre quarters or quarters in the big 10, you get to the NCAA tournament as a top four or five seed. I'm like, ah, cool. I got the App State kid. I'm going to cross face cradle pin him. Like, that's what I was thinking <laughs> in my head. And I almost did. But it's just like, it's a funny transition that like the Big Ten tournament is so geared up. You gear up so much for it because you know how high level competition is. It kind of um, prepares you for any competition, you know. And then now that I'm wrestling international, man, these venues aren't even close to like the Big Tens or NCAAs. Nah. Like, it prepares you for any, ki any kind of venue you're going to wrestle in the wrestling world. So I really appreciate coming from the Big Ten in that in that aspect and um a question i had listening to you talking about that did you enjoy the process more going going through all that as an athlete or do you enjoy it more looking at it as a coach um i as an athlete i loved it i i, I loved it and and i you could be selfish you know you could be selfish and, and concentrate on just what you needed to do you know as as a coach you you just there's so much more stress it feels like because you you do feel like you have control, but at the end of the day, you have you have very little control. You could, I could do my very best to to tell you everything and show you everything and prepare you as best I can. But the reality is, I'm basically just yelling from the sideline, you know. So I think as an athlete, you just have so much more control, and as a coach, you're 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 limited. So that's that's difficult, you know. So the the stress is just is is way different. Yeah, you, know, you wrestle. And you're tired and, and you're fatigued and you go through the emotions and all that. And that's that's really tough. But as a coach, you wrestle probably you know, sometimes during those those big time competitions, you're wrestling 50, 60 matches and you're and you're you're not out there physically doing it, but you're going through it emotionally. And I, so I think I probably liked it more as a as a 
competitor just because I was in total control. And I like to have total control. And as a coach, you feel like you're you're not you don't have that most of the time. Right. Listen, we got a lot of a lot of fans watching and obviously we got a lot of, you know, a lot of athletes watching. But I always love when you talk to our team about being a professional. So what do you what do you mean by that? Like, just give our viewers a little bit of what you're talking. I love when you talk, give that talk about what it what it's like to be a pro, not just wrestling, not just. 1130 every day or whenever we practice, but it, there's so much more to it that goes into it. And I don't think everybody understands that. They think, what are they doing on Friday night or Sunday afternoon, right? In our, in our competitions or at the tournaments. So just talk a little bit about what you mean when you tell our guys, be a pro, be a professional. Yeah. I, th I think, you know, relating the right specifically to athletics, you know, being a professional is showing up, being prepared, you know, being the, the little the little things that you always talk about, you know, being on time, you know, making sure that you're in the right frame of mind when you when you walk into the place. And, and to be to be a pro is you take care of everything. You you make sure that when it's time to go in and prepare and, and train that you're you've gotten the right amount of sleep. You've gotten the right nutrition going into it. You're hydrated. You know, you're if, if you're having an argument with. Uh, a friend or, or a family member, you you settle that before you go in so your mind's in a clear space. You know, and I think sometimes, you know, guys just walk in there like zombies and they're not they're not prepared. You know, and that's to me, that's not being a professional. And I think that goes for everything. That's, you know, being a professional for me is, right now is when I when I get home, I have to be engaged. I'm listening. I'm I'm I'm, I'm spending good quality time with with my family. And I think that, so it, it's, it's all around your whole lifestyle. I think that it's, it's about being in the moment, you know, all the time. And I think too many times you go through the motions and that is not being a professional. So um, that's what it means to me. You know, if, if you're in class, you're engaged in class, if you're talking to one, uh, uh, one of your professors or you're talking to, you know, one of our, our nutritionists or, DeMarco, the strength coach, or one of the coaches, you're locked in, you're, you're, you're focused on what's going on and you're trying to absorb everything, all the information that they're giving you. So to me, you know, being a professional, you can't, you, you can never master it because you're always going to be distracted and there's always going to be things going on that, that are going to be bothering you. So you have to learn how to uh, solve those things. So then you can continue to move forward and get better. Yeah. So I mean, hearing him talk about that just makes me realize like how many, just having the conversations with Donnie about that stuff, just how many honest conversations I've had to had because of that. I mean, like he's Donnie, you've helped me so much just in that aspect. Just first it comes to being honest with yourself from all that talk, all that self-talk. You're like, okay, like, what do I need? What do I want to do? What is my goal? What is the best way to get to this goal? Like, how do I need to do it? All right. My focus is lacking here, here. I'm doing good here, but I'm not doing great here. It's like, then it's you start having honest conversations, maybe with those friends, or maybe with that girl, or maybe with your parents or family, whoever it may be. And just having you on the staff from my retro freshman year on just had made me realize having those open, honest conversations has set my life up just to really pursue what I want to do and go all out at it. And when I do walk in the doors at practice or lift or go on this podcast, my attention can be here because I'm having those conversations with the people in my life, or I'm just all in, in that area of being professional, like you're talking about it. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's, it's probably one of the most important things that's, that's helped me too, because then, then you could be fully in it, whatever you're in, we're, we're on this podcast right now. 
if you're fully in it, it's because you've taken care of the little steps that, that led up to this point, you know, and it's preparation. It's life preparation. It's not just, I'm going to, I'm going to dial in at, at nine 30 or whatever, you know, you guys, I'm sure you got, you know, this is, this has been a very popular show. You guys spend time preparing for this throughout the week. And I know you do because Scott tells me that you guys are calling each other and <laughs> brainstorming. So it's, it's whatever you're doing. And yeah. to me, whatever you do, you, you better be the best at it. Right. So I, I'm just, I'm not big on mediocrity. So yeah. if you're going to do something, be the absolute best at it or be your absolute best at it. And so you have to prepare, you have to be a pro in everything you do. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And that's why that's why we yeah. love having you, bro. That's why we love having you around. You're always dropping that knowledge for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ant, why don't you tell uh, the day Donnie was in the room, you remember the day he said, if you get hurt, that's your fault. <laughs> remember that day? Yeah, I remember that day. <laughs> I was like, this guy's yeah. a savage, man. I think, I'm like, oh, I think no. it came after like a duel where guys were just neat. Like, you know, you're if you go to a Big Ten match, you'll see 10 out of the 20 guys on the starting rosters tape knee hip to knee shoulder whatever it may be braces <laughs> donnie comes into practice after i don't know what loss it was or even if we won the match it was just like the match speech and he's like if you get hurt that's your own fault you're putting yourself at danger and honestly i think i think most of the good guys looked at each other he's like i agree man like i i remember like things i've gotten hurt and it's like punching an underhook too hard with my hips out of position or things like taking a bad shot and your shoulders are out of position and when he said that i think some of the maybe uh less talented guys in the room no no offense to maybe anyone just like they were like this is bs like you could get hurt doing anything you could shoot at the same time like <laughs> but, but like the guys the guys that are all in they like realize like yeah like he's right like if my attention's 100 there i i think about all the times at the very end of practice how many guys get hurt in the last yep. 10 minutes when it gets a little slippery when their attention's like i just want to go home i want to hydrate i want to eat i want to see my girl whatever it may be that's when the injuries happen and he was 100 percent accurate in my mind when he said that i didn't even flinch i didn't think anything of it the only time i really thought of it when i went home and my friends are like bsing about it and and uh that's the funny part man we've always the best part about Rutgers is it's so open honest communication we've had talks about that in the room we come in you're like guys stop going home and complaining to each other about what we're talking about like if we say something you do it if we don't say anything like you speak up if you have something you want to say like it's simple you know we're the coaches you're the athletes and we've had those talks as well and I, that's what I love about Rutgers, man. It's like a Jersey thing. I feel like it's honesty. It's like holding each other accountable. Um, and I think Donnie does bring a lot of that, that honesty into it, but it's as well as coach Goodell, coach Leonardis, um, Graf last year or coach Pollard or kiss this year, whoever it may be on that fourth staff role. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, a, that's a huge point. And that's, that's advancing the culture, you know, because you guys are, we're getting you guys thinking. You know, we're getting you guys thinking about things and then certain guys are going to try to drag it down and say, no, that's not that's not right. You know, I don't like the way they and then other guys are going to say, no, they're they're being honest with you guys. You know, would you rather them just sugarcoat it or they're, they're going to be honest with you and they're going to tell you, listen, if you're getting injured, you weren't locked in. You're you you're not focused on the moment. You know, you this isn't football where you can get sideswiped from behind by a, another lineman or something and take your knee out. You're one on one with the guys right in front of you. You know, so you know you have control of everything if yep. if you're you're willing and disciplined to be in that moment. You know, and that's yeah. a big if because, like you said, Ant guys at the end of practice, they're exhausted, they're they're tired, they're looking to 
to, uh, you know, I'm just going to finish up, you know, I'm just going to, you know, instead of not fighting to the bitter end here, and then I'm going to get the most out of every second of this workout. And I think that's, that becomes ingrained in them little by little by these little talks and by you guys going back to your apartments and having these little powwows. And I think that's, that's pretty cool that, that guys are, you know, standing up and saying, no, this is, this is right. This is what, this is what they want us to do. This is what we need to be doing. And, and I think you hear it, you know, in, in the press conferences after matches and in the beginning of the year, when they do that big media day, guys start sounding like the coaching staff. We're doing a good job because yeah, they're yeah. buying into what we're saying. hundred percent. I think, I think back and to my, I mean, I talked a good deal about it on the show, just the world team trials where I got injured. It was an incident. Like maybe I couldn't avoid it. I got leg laced and I fought really hard, but, the process leading from nationals to that tournament, just although I was focused and I was training, it just wasn't, it wasn't a hundred percent. And I could look back and be honest about that. And I mean, like, I don't know if it's a hundred percent the reason why I got injured and got an injury, but I'm honest that I didn't have a hundred percent focus. I was distracted by all these things that were happening from nationals to that time. And yeah. um, looking back at it, I wish I could have just put it aside and wait, but um, that's life, man. I learned, I definitely learned from it and I, I can't wait to win in a world or Olympic or my next title and, and maybe celebrate it a little bit differently and, and do things a little bit differently for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think, you know, you know, and I, I, we were trying to prove a point that day, you know, because like you're saying, you know, some, some of the guys were feeling sorry for themselves. So, you know, I, I truly believe anytime I've gotten injured, it's my own fault. So what I believe I'm going to tell you guys that you should be believing for yourself. And I think you're being honest to, to really grow and get better in, in anything. You have to be honest with yourself. And, and what, what else can I do to rise above my circumstances? What else can I do? How else can I challenge myself? And, you know, I think that's, that's important for, for you for the rest of your career, how you're going to move forward. Yep. And that's just not, that's just not with athletes. Like I get challenged by Donnie every single day. I get challenged by John and Pollard but it's every single day I get challenged. And, you know, we sit on this show, everybody probably thinks it's kumbaya. No, there's a lot of, there's a lot of differences, but we come to a common ground. What's best for you guys are our, our, our athletes and we move on. And a lot of, a lot of this talk is there's times I'm afraid to maybe wrestle hard because it's slippery or there's, I don't want to squat because our guys are hurting their backs. And, you know, a lot of it is maybe my anxiety, but, yeah, I just think, like you said, Ant, open, honest dialogue, not only with you guys, but with our staff. And we have these meetings all the time. And I think that's what has kind of kept us all together. And it's a cohesive unit because there is disagreement. We don't always agree on everything. We don't always agree on what recruit to go after. We don't always agree on our schedule and how we should, you know, where we're traveling to or should we do this, should we do that? So there's a lot of differences, but I think the best part about us is, and maybe it is, it's because it's Rutgers. We come together at this common ground. We're all kind of stubborn, but it works out. So just so you know, the coaches are getting held accountable yeah. too. So that, that's a good That's thing. good. We appreciate you. That's good. That. Talking about recruiting, we got a couple questions in uh, these comments. I've been ducking them a little because we had such good talk going. But from Devin, Donnie, you were a stud who left New Jersey to go win the Big Ten. Now you try to recruit guys to stay in New Jersey to win Big Tens. Does your experience give you any insight or advantage into – what kids you're recruiting are thinking about? Yeah, I think um, you know, sometimes I feel like a, a hypocrite, you know, because we're going into these high level kids houses and we're saying, stay here, stay, stay in Jersey or come to New Jersey. And where so many guys in my era have 
left, you know, basically until Scott Winston and that, that group came to, to Rutgers, guys were not, until Scott Goodale got here, guys were not even really entertaining it, unfortunately. You know, they had some guys here and there that would that would go. But so, you know, I think being in the Big Ten and having a, a you know, well-rounded you know, background in the Big Ten, I think that helps me with recruiting. But I also think that the, the Rutgers brand it has become so strong and especially the wrestling brand that you, Sebastian Rivera, he's, there's no doubt in my mind, he wanted to come back. The icing on the cake was, was the big tens and the love he felt from our fan base. It's nothing that we really did. I mean, it's everything that, that Scott and, and the, the, the program did to build this brand, but it's really nothing that we did as coaches besides this brand that's, basically exploded in the last 15 years. So that on top of, you know, the fact that his family's here and all that, I think those were the the, the finishing pieces in, in wanting him wanting to come back, you know? So I'm kind of going off tangent a little bit here, but I think as far as like recruiting, we have a brand now, we have a, a top four brand in the country. And it's, you know, you look at some of these other programs that have a great history. That's great. But we, we right now we're the most up and coming relevant program I believe in the in Division One wrestling. We're creating history as we go here. Yeah, well, we got some more uh, some more fun questions. That that was good, man. We want you going off and just talking about what comes to your mind with that kind of stuff. That's what these questions are for. That's what the fans want to hear. Frank, are you getting staticky, Ant? Are we losing you? I don't think so. Do you guys hear me well? I can hear you. Right. We got one from Frank. I'm guessing. I'm guessing Frank's from Lynnhurst area. He said, "What's Donnie's favorite flavor of Italian ice from Lynnhurst Pastry Shop?" Little little side side story. I was supposed to wrestle Jordan Oliver for the university uh, world team spot as a freshman, right when Donnie got to Rutgers. And uh, I remember Goody's like, "All right, you're going to wrestle Oliver at Arizona State." He's like, "I'm gonna send Donnie." I was like awesome like i was pumped I, even though like i was making weight like i was still light wrestling 141 it wasn't like i was the weight was like 145 i don't even think i really had to work out me and donnie were playing like soccer and jordan oliver was cutting weight with a sauna suit i remember and we were like looking at him like i don't think he's gonna make weight <laughs> and, and uh it was it was like a lead up like he's like acting like he's gonna make weight but he missed it by like five or eight pounds and we're like this was a waste of time Anyway, we got Rita's and P.F. Chang's all weekend. And I remember Donnie loved Rita's. He was coming from Michigan. He's like, they didn't have it out there. He was loving Rita's. Oh, I, I still, I, I'm still a big Rita's fan, big Rita's fan. But the Linner's Pastry Shop has the best Italian ice in the world. And I, I usually go a, uh, a combo of vanilla, but they call it Yum Yum in Linhurst, and then chocolate. So that's, that's my favorite flavor. That was an awesome trip, though, man. I know – Obviously, you didn't get to compete like, yeah. you know, we thought you were going to. But I mean, I think we were there like four or five days or something. It was like 110 degrees. Yeah. At one point, I think, didn't we take like a train to the airport to rent a car? Because it yeah. was so we were just walking around like it was like we, just, we, we walk, we'd walk like three blocks and be like sweating like we were in the sauna. Just <laughs> <laughs> we were staying in those dorms. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they were very nice dorms, but I oh, mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you haven't stayed in a dorm in a couple of years. From that. Yeah, only, only <laughs> during he doesn't the, stay in the dorm. He doesn't stay in the dorm for camps. I can tell you that. <laughs> I do a couple nights. I do a couple. They, nights. Were, a lot, they were a lot nicer. They were a lot nicer oh, than yeah. the quads. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, Those things get dude, hot. I stayed in the dorms with you a couple times. You did not. No. Everybody on it. Every, everywhere I go, Donnie is the toughest guy in the world. He's so tough. And that's true. But you're not the toughest guy. You can't handle those dorms. You can't handle those dorms. They're hot and they're sticky. But I, I slept in the college AF office a couple nights because it's too yeah. hot in there. Well, it's cool in the, in the office. Got AC. What, yeah. what is your plans? What's your plans for the weekend, July 4th? Dad, We're going to go uh, – yeah, we're gonna go uh, up to, up to Lynnhurst. We're gonna go up to Lynnhurst and uh, stay with my uh, my sister and my other sister lives in Nutley. She's gonna come over and my mom and dad. Are, we'll we'll all get together and just hang out. This is the first year in oof, a long time that we haven't been in Wisconsin because typically the camps are ending yep. and then we're we're rolling up the mats, we're putting them in the truck, and then I'm going to the airport and, and meeting you know my wife and kids and her whole family out in Wisconsin on the lake. But it's just. Just with the the virus and everything, and her her grandmother, my, Robin's grandmother's ninety nine, so we just kind of had to be careful with all that and and uh, staying away. So it's kind of it's a little disappointing because we've always had you know, great family memories up there. But it'll be great to be be in Jersey and and you know see my see my side, and we'll have we'll have a good time. How about you guys? What are you doing? Uh, not, Go ahead, my, my roommate Mikey Simmons has uh some friends over from harrisburg where he grew up they just came down so we got a pool back here in my backyard we rent but it's an in-ground pool it's beautiful mile really mile and a half from the beach in spring lake so we'll probably be on the beach because that's really the, the only activity outdoor activities you go hiking biking beach right now in jersey sit by the pool hang out uh yeah i'm just relaxing i'm recovering i had a good workout with sebastian yesterday and I wrestled with uh, little Vince Antonello on Tuesday, so feeling good, man. I'm just preparing, getting my body right for this match, and putting in some tactics that I feel like will work against my opponent. Yeah, yeah, that's. I'm looking forward to next week getting together with you. Oh yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I feel like it's been a while. Looking yeah, forward to it. Sebastian was uh, had good words to say about WrestleMania. He's like, Donnie, you're just so solid. He's like, anywhere you touch. <laughs> I was like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I like, didn't throw all that. <laughs> heavy hands. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Good single leg. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I tell you, Wednesday was like so fun because it's been so long, you know. And seeing all the guys and getting everybody together, and oh, I was just like, thank yeah. God we're actually getting somewhat back to like a little bit of normalcy, you know? Yeah. We have a, another question. I wasn't going to get to it, but since we're talking about practice from Bill, when you set practice, I guess this is for both you guys, Donnie and Goody. When you set practice, do you guys tell the athletes how it's going to go? How long you, just to run through it? Do you make them guess? I, go ahead. I mean, I, I think, I think some, some days we, we like to lay it out for you guys, you know, and tell you like, Hey, we're getting ready for a match on so-and-so day. So we're going to do this today. But uh, some other days it's kind of like, keep you guys guessing, keep your body shocked and, and, you know, make sure that you're, you're not pacing yourselves, you know, cause yeah. I think it's easy as, as a human being, you're trying, you're, you're always trying to like gauge like how, and we don't want that, you know, so we want all out effort the whole time. So I think it probably depends on a, what phase we're in as far as like how we're, we're getting them ready for, for whatever competitions coming up. So sometimes we really want the guys to be shocked and just think they're done and they have a little bit more or, other times we want them, hey, you're going to know what this is because we don't, we're starting to try to peak and, and taper down, you know. So, I, you know, I don't know, if Scott. If, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. There are some days we're going to do technique and we let them know, listen, we're going to go light today. It's more of a more of a mental day right here. So lock in, we're going to do a bunch of technique. But 
he's right. If you, there were, there were years I would put up, I would post the practice plan before we got in, guys would be looking at it. And I realized real quick, that's probably not the smartest thing to do because he, guys would save themselves. And I remember you, Ant, you would, you would puke during your drill. You know, you would puke, you'd get so exhausted during your drill. You never saved yourself. So guys would always try to save themselves there. So that was kind of stupid to be posting it. But yeah, for the most part, if a kid asks, this is what we're doing, nothing, we don't really get in tremendous detail about it, but I think yeah. we do a good job of changing things up, keep you guys guessing. And just like Donnie said earlier, man, be in the moment where your feet are at and whatever we're doing. That's one thing I think we do well at Rutgers, man. We never really, really have a bad day. And if we do, it doesn't run into the next day, you know, from yeah. a practice standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And thinking about back being back on the team, I remember there's days I saw the practice plan and there's days I didn't. Um, and as I got older, I think I kicked myself in the butt when I would see the practice plan. Cause it's like, not that you plan on holding back, but when you know what's coming on, there is, there's mental distraction. Yeah. Trying, even if it doesn't pull you back, it's trying to. So maybe your, your reactions a second later, you're just thinking about what's coming up in the next drill after the minutes up. Or I just feel like as I got older, I was like, I don't want to see the practice plan. I'm just going to go hard and get better today. Like whatever you guys give me, I trust. When I was younger, it was more like, nervous about college like what's this friday stadium gonna look like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then when you become a junior senior like i'm gonna run through the wall whatever you tell me to do i want to be a national champ well um hope, wish i had that mindset maybe more as a freshman i could have got it done earlier but it takes time for everyone everyone's a little different and uh i think it tells a lot about the athletes you have when maybe some of them are asking what's practice gonna be like how long is go gonna be like how many more goes are there gonna be how many sprints are there gonna be compared to the guys yeah. just like blow the whistle let's go yeah. Yeah. I think the earlier you can figure that out in your career, the, the better off you are, because I think of like the best, the best guys I coached like you, you were, you might not have had your best goes late in the workout because you sold out, you know, like Scott saying, you were totally sold out to 45 minutes in to the point where it was like, you could barely stand up anymore, you know? And, and then, yeah. So, so you maybe, Maybe you didn't have your best goes, but that just taught you to push back your wall further and further and further and just go, go, go and, and be totally locked into whatever we were doing. And I think people, guys that are gauging and, and saving and, and trying to figure out how, how hard I should go this one, they, they, they don't they just don't progress the way you want them to mentally, even more than probably physically. You're kind of missing the point of wrestling on these in the life lessons we're trying to put into our youth and people in wrestling, like how hard work and outworking the world's going to kind of lead you to where you want to go or help you accomplish your goals with just consistency and having the discipline that wrestling takes. And when you know what's coming and you're kind of game planning for in your head, it takes away from some of those lessons. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, listen, dude, this was awesome. I'm so glad you came on. I finally got you to come on. You finally asked me. You finally asked me. Yeah, I've asked you oh, every yeah, single you week. You, you were in every class. single week. No, no, no. I, 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 I apologize. I would have. I wanted to come on right away, but I, I did. I, 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 uh, I was, I was busy on Friday mornings, and then you're a student. Was, it, you're a student was, again. Yeah, yeah, I'm done though. I'm done. I'm done with uh, my my summer class, and so I appreciate you guys being patient with me coming on, I, and, <laughs> and still wanting me to come on because I, I could tell Sky you were like you were mad. <laughs> well, it's like coming to my house. I can't get you and Robin to come down to the shore. You won't come to my well, house. Well, that's so. not that's not true. I've only been invited twice. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, invite, he invites you at like twelve. He's like, come at two. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, it's what? an invitation. It's an uninvitation. What's the big deal? <laughs> Pack everybody up and get down here. You got two hours. What are you doing, Goody, for the fourth? What am I doing? 
I'm hey. going to give you one. Well, first of all, the fort's my anniversary. You knew that, right? Uh, wow. Yeah. But for the weekend, I'll give you one guess. What do you think I'm going to do? Golfing. Got a bunch of golf I, games. I'm going to go play some golf. <laughs> I got to get with these donors, man. They want action. It's great. <laughs> donors want action. See if, see if they want. And I need some gas money. You know that now, yeah. Don. You're in the golf <laughs> play right now. <laughs> You're in a furlough yeah. right now. You're missing four paydays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about that on air, man. But that's public information, you know. <laughs> have you been, and have you been golfing at all? I golfed once this whole quarantine. Yeah. I've been uh, just battling with some things. Just I got some opportunities. Just want to be right for uh, for that match, July 25th. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that, man. Yeah, me too, man. It's exciting to be able to wrestle during all this and just have something to look forward to like that, you know. Uh, I'm excited. I, I was really looking forward to. I thought I was going to be able to wrestle Oliver again, and that would have been awesome. Yeah. Any any match right now, and I kind of yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity to even make weight and wrestle because I'm I have that aspiration to be an Olympic champ at 65 kilograms. So I'm excited yeah. to go make that weight and compete and feel good. I know I'll feel good. I'm already weighing out 151 yesterday, 152. So I'm there. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm just pumped to kind of continue to build build on what I've been building my whole life. Are there going to be fans at that? No, I was talking no to uh, Mike Mal about it. Um, Texas actually had some re regulations just get picked back up from the government. So I think it's going to be very secluded and um, they're going to be on top. It would just be like in a hotel room going from the hotel room to the event and just yeah. one, just kind of one coach with us. Uh, I know my friends were trying to come out. They were like thinking like they'd be able to go party in Austin and then watch it in a bar or something. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm all about it. Go ahead. I'll meet you guys afterwards. And, and then, uh, I was asking the Texas guys, like, nah, it's kind of shut down out here. Yeah. I haven't come out. So. Man, it's gonna be All cool. right, man. Well, listen, we're going to let you go. We got Vulak. Vulak's going to come down. We're going to get a little workout in. Nice. I'm excited about that. Yeah. But uh, enjoy the fourth. Enjoy the family. Appreciate you coming on. I'm yeah, sure thanks, there's a really, really good chance we'll talk here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> At some point over the weekend, we'll probably talk yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm looking forward to getting with you next week, Ant. Me too, me too. Yeah. I really so, you guys we'll have send a, out the schedule. Yeah, you guys have a great weekend. Out. Tell everyone I'm home. We said hello. That's a sweet, back, sweet backdrop you got for the 4th of July with the Rutgers and the American oh, yeah. flag. Yeah. You got to take a picture of that one afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, brother. Good to meet you. All right, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Yep. See you. That was, that was good, Ant. Yeah, man. He's a beast. And we didn't even – really talk about him as a competitor that much but he was a beast as a competitor i know you saw my instagram story with a picture of him in his singlet man it's just scary looking at him a little bit <laughs> how about when he says if i if he wasn't bleeding and he wasn't cut then he wasn't wrestling hard enough i love it so and uh you just look into his eyes like you just see like the the battle wounds and um, I know the history right in right in his uh just in his face you know you could you just see the yeah. intensity but yeah. I love it. We had two. That was good, man. Today, There's man. so many questions. I knew there'd be all these questions with these guys. Yeah. One of them, I'm just going to go back real quick because I know we'll start to wind it down here. But, like, who corners the guys? Do we make that decision? I mean, you get a feel for who you're practicing with. I never had a problem not being in the corner. So if Donnie's working like Donnie cornered you every year, uh, obviously, and, you know, he has his guys that he corners, and some guys feel more comfortable with, with other guys and not. But we've never really – it was never a big deal for our staff, which kind of is kind of cool. It takes the, the pressure off. But if a kid came to me and said, I really want this person, then we did it. But, yeah, yeah I mean, you know who who's working with who. And if they're spending a lot of time with you individually, you kind of – you corner those guys. And uh, 
like, for example, me, I was always in Pagano's corner this year, right? Just because I drilled with them all the time and worked with them all the time. And, and not that Donnie or John or somebody else didn't. It's just I was just spending a lot of time with them, so I just naturally sat in his corner for those tournaments. And some guys some guys are verbal about who they want, and some guys, like, honestly, most of the time I'm in, I'm in a zone, bro. I could care less. I'm just like, yeah. you could tell me what to do, but, I mean, I pretty much got the game plan in my head. I'm, I'm in the zone when I'm out there. Other guys need comfort, and they want, like, they want someone that they feel comfortable, more comfortable with. And I mean, there's times I want you in the corner because I know I'm going to get an extra 10 seconds on the edge riding when you're yelling, he's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah, Just yeah. the match. And it, it's weird. I didn't corner you really until your senior year, right? Yeah. Joe always cornered you and Donnie. So your senior year I, I did, and I was like, yeah, I want to be in that corner. I want to. And we, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, some, and then there's other times I was just super nervous for you. You know, I was super nervous for Winston. Yeah. You know, just because we were so darn right. close, and I was like, maybe it's best that I'm, I'm not in his corner. Maybe I'm giving him anxiety. So the thing, it's all a feel. I, I don't think you ever gave me anxiety, man, because I knew I've already, ha- I already have anxiety for myself. So it's like I'm already, I'm already getting to the zone I need to get into. I don't try not to take in every the coach's ass like feelings into it. I get to myself to where I need to. But the best part about what you're saying, like we're so close, like. I, I kind of feel when you know like my language my body language is changing I feel like you're saying the per, the most appropriate things at the right time for me maybe other people like all my friends all the Rutgers guys gossip about things you're you're yelling in the corner but for me personally it's very appropriate at the right time and I think even though you're saying something maybe like like we're out of bounds and you're like he's working he's about to get that or it's like in my head I just feel like you're you're clicking the cues that I need to hear to be like all right keep going keep riding or whatever it may be you're not you're never just saying like the exact thing that you mean to say. It's always like a disguise. And I've been around you so much that I feel like you'll say something. And I just know the exact meaning you're kind of saying, even though if it's not, you're saying work, you're going to get this turn on the edge. You're going to get this turn. I know it just means keep your foot on the edge and stay in bounds and burn burn 20 (laughs) seconds. You're not going to get a turn. (laughs) One more mat return, one more mat return, get a mat return, hold them on the edge, get another 10 seconds. I feel it. Like it's just, it's the cues that, I feel like you build with, with the relationship and coach. I mean, not just the six years I've been there through my brother, just doing coming to SKWC through coming to matches as a kid and hearing all the things you've been saying. And I think that's a big advantage being at Rutgers, having guys, 7,000 people, maybe 2000 high school athletes in the gym. Sometimes just hearing, listening, watching the athletes warm up, seeing how they react to the coaching staff. That's pretty much been the same for years. Now it goes a long way and they feel comfortable right when they walk in the doors from it. No, no doubt, man. No doubt. Well, listen, this was awesome. Hey, uh, hold up uh, Hennessy's challenge again. Do you have that? Yeah, read it for me a little bit. Yeah. C2 Academy 24-hour fitness challenge. C2X gives back donations, families impacted by cancer. The goal is 25 grand. That is going to be a uh, just a 24-hour lock-in fitness challenge on the hour. Every hour they'll have things to do. This is something Anthony's got behind with Tim Hennessy, one of our major donors. Uh, Tomasello is involved. Machiavello's involved. So it's good, man. It's uh, it's good you're doing this, and let's and the let's try to kill it. For is you. to the the event starts Friday at noon. So do the podcast. Maybe get Machiavelli on or Tomasello on with me there with you. Get the podcast yep. at nine a.m. Kind of jumpstart their event and uh, hopefully raise more than twenty five thousand dollars and hopefully get some of the Rutgers donors involved. Maybe if if they're uh, if- I lost them.
right. Well, I guess we're closing it down. Uh, I appreciate everybody joining. We lost Anthony. No big deal. It's an hour and 20 minutes anyway. It's probably uh, long-winded. You're back. I, yeah. Would you hit something? I don't know what happened. My uh, my Chrome just shut down, and I opened it back up, and it was back. All right. Well, I sh I'm shutting it down cool, anyway. Cool. It's been an hour and 20. It's been a great show. It's been awesome to have those guys on. I'm super excited. Yep. Can't wait to work out Monday. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's what we have to look forward to yeah. all year long. Hopefully we're wrestling sooner rather than later. I got and I got uh, this shirt on for my mom. I got I got a nice shirt. I picked it up recently. I think she'd like it a lot. This I wanted to show her. Hopefully she's watching. Bend down. Get the there you go. Mama said funk you up. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. She was she yep. was in my corner growing up a lot. So a little shout out to her. Sometimes she I'm sometimes sure, she would sure she, she would be taking me to tournaments, just her and me. So <laughs> cool, man. All right, brother. Stay safe. Enjoy the fourth. Uh, Maybe I'll see you around over the weekend. Sound yep, good? See you then. Hopefully we see each other soon. You you promised to, to come by here, man. We're waiting for you. I know. Me and Maybe more. me and Mikey want that game in bags, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be over. I'll be over this weekend for sure. All right, tomorrow will be a good day. Bye -bye. All right, I'll see you. Yeah.